So it is a, another epic episode of Buckeye Bombast with Del Haven and the boy. Except for it being morning uh, for this <laughs> podcast, I'm not drinking Del Haven, I'm drinking coffee. Uh, yep, and uh, sorry for the long hiatus. If I didn't get sick, we would have had this done sooner, but it is what it is. I probably... As you can hear, uh, I am better, but uh, my voice still, you can yeah. probably hear I sound a little congested still. So Yep, yep, sound a bit nasally. Um, so hopefully that's all uh, gone by the time you come here. I hope we, so. don't, we don't want none of your sickness now. <laughs> I think the, uh, the majority of it is gone past, so... Okay. Well, we hope so, because again, we can't have none of that crap here. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So you want to talk about bulls. Yeah, I mean, we are in the midst of bull season, and uh, yeah. obviously we were going to start, you know, our little uh, bull mania, you know, just the two mm-hmm. of us. And, uh, two of us. So I, th- <clears throat> I don't know how you did it, so I did confidence points from pretty much what they did with their bull mania um, at ESPN. They had uh, 41, 41 games, uh, including the national championship game. And so I did uh one to 41 in terms of confidence points for each games against the spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so far I'm four and four. Okay. I took some uh, big risks with some group of five teams. A couple of them paid off. A couple of them did not. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what are what is your record right now? So first of all, um, are there forty one? Because as I was going through doing, first of all, doing it the same way, right? Uh, one to forty one, or at least the number of bowls, uh, coming up with the confidence from one to that number. Um, you know, I went through and I analyzed all the bowl games. And I was putting a confidence number next to it, and then I got to the very last one, which is Louisiana Lafayette, or basically just Louisiana, uh, playing Miami, I think, the last bowl game. And when I got to that point, um, I started at 40, you know, thinking that 41 would be the uh, national championship game, right? right. Um, so I found that I was missing one. Um, so it so, feels like there are only 39 bowl games and then the national championship. It feels like there's 40 in total. And I went back and I looked through all of the games and I, that's all I counted was, was 39. Right. So I included Alcorn State because that was technically the celebration bowl. I don't know if you included them. <laughs> I did not include Alcorn yeah. State. I had no idea about Alcorn State. Who Alcorn were, who State, was, the MEAC versus the SWAC that they do every year. Uh, so we could throw that one out if. Who did they play? Uh, I think North Carolina AT and T. Okay, yeah, no. But I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll cross that one off, and we'll, we could do forty. Did you win or lose that one? No, I lost that one. Okay, well, good. Throw it out. All right, so, <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> so I guess that makes seven then. So yeah. far that that have been played. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four. Uh, eight have been played. Eight. Which eight have been played? 
So we had Buffalo, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, Utah State, Kent State. Yep. Uh, Central Michigan, San Diego State. Yes. L- Liberty and Georgia Southern. Yes. SMU and Florida Atlantic. Yes. Uh, FIU and uh, Arkansas State. Yes. Boise State, Washington. Yes. And Appalachian State, UAB. Yes. Okay. I got. I got all eight of those. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, I got them. Okay. So, um, all right. So we have the bowls. We have the scoring. Mm-hmm. Now, when you had texted me, I don't think we're subtracting points. Basically, if you don't, if you miss one, you just don't get any of your confidence. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. With that in mind, yeah, eight have been played so far. Personally, I'm five and three. Um, uh, in those eight games so far. Okay. Um, my total points so far, uh, let's see here. I had 17 that I put on Buffalo to win. So I got that 17. I put 36 on FAU. I put wow. 16. Okay. Yeah. I put 16 on Arkansas state. I put yeah, 13, okay. yeah, I put 13 on Washington, and I put 11 on UAB. So if I add all those boogers up, that's what, uh, 24, 40, 76, 91 points so far. Okay. And then if I... Uh, look at mine. Uh, the four that I've gotten, I put <clears throat> I put thirty-seven on Buffalo. How much? Thirty-seven. I got thirty for San Diego State. Uh, th- three for Arkansas State, and then fifteen for FAU. And so, right now, that puts me, um, let's see, what is that, 60, 70, so that puts me at 85, but I also, but I also lost, uh, I also lost some big ones, um, I lost 36 for App State, uh, wow. I went I went big on App State mainly because of UAB's schedule. Uh, they they yep. won a lot of games, but their their record was uh, their opponent's win record was abysmal. And right. uh, FAU FAU you know kicked the crap out of them, and so I I was pretty high on App State. App State should have won. They should have covered that spread, but they uh, they only needed a field goal, but they won by fourteen. So I went big on that one. I lost that one. Um, I put 30 on Utah State. Don't know why I put them so high. Wow. Or I'm sorry, not 30. I put 29 on Utah State. Uh, it's not too bad. <laughs> I put I put 24 on Utah State. So I, I I lost some big numbers on that one too. Not quite yeah. as much, but just about. Yeah, I put three on Central Michigan. Um, 
so I, don't, I didn't lose a lot there, but I put 25 on <clears throat> Georgia Southern, and so I lost that. So I lost okay. a couple of big ones as well. Yeah, I put I put 17 on Georgia Southern. Um, so all the all the big ones, I pretty much lost a lot. So I put 23 on Boise State. Pretty much my 27 through like 17 are the ones that I didn't really know what to do with, and so I just kind of put them up there. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of 50-50 shots for me. Uh, I thought Boise State was was going to give Washington a game. Clear, clearly, I was wrong on that. Uh, so I've had some big some big hits, but I've also had some big misses as well. Um, <clears throat> and and apparently, you have a phone call coming in. <laughs> I tried to mute it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just uh, right now decreasing all my all my points by one. Right. And so actually, I may have because I put forty one, and so actually, give me a give me a second here because all of these are going to be decreased by one actually. Right, so basically you're you're losing four points. Uh, you were at eighty five. You should be because you won four games, so you should well, be. Well, no, because I did count. I did count the the Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Buffalo, uh, San Diego State are right. Um, the, the others are wrong. So yeah, I lost two points. Okay, not so, a big deal. Still. Yeah. FAU 14, Arkansas State 2. So. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like your your analysis cen- centers around um, kind of the relative the relative um, schedule strengths of the team. Um, <clears throat> well, hold on. So... Yeah, uh, may, for the majority of the group of five teams that I did, uh, I that that's the main reason <clears throat> I did it for. Uh, yeah, the the bigger, the high confidence points I picked because um, I have a lot of group of five teams between yeah. between forty and thirty. Um, right. I have uh, App State, which you saw. I have UC up there. I have. Buffalo, I had Tulane, and then I also had, yeah, I had those teams all within the top 30. Um, mainly looking at who they played as well as, you know, their uh, conference strength as well. Yep. And so that's why I, I, I put a lot of, I, I took a lot of risk, and so I did put a lot of group of fives up there with high confidence Right. Um, so far, it's pretty much been split. Um, otherwise, I pretty much ranked it, you know, from 40, you know, down to like 26 yeah. or so. And then I also did like from one to, you know, about 14, 15. And then the rest I kind of threw there in the middle. Um, yeah. That's about how it went. Yeah. So for mine, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence either way in some of these because uh, you know these are just not matchups that you see all year number one so there, there there aren't 
you know, there's relatively few common opponents to look at. Um, some of these teams, you know, throughout the course of the year, you know, when you're doing a pick them against the top 25 uh, for the week, you know, most of these teams don't even show up. Right. And so to that point, I hadn't analyzed hardly any of these throughout the course of the year, unless they were, of course, playing in one of these top 25 matchups. So I, I kind of came up with um, just a quick and dirty, very simple formula that I applied to every single one of them. And what I essentially did is I went and looked at each team's scoring offense, each team's scoring defense, and then I went and averaged out um, the offenses and defenses that those teams played, right? So hypothetically, if Team X, um, if they scored, say, 40 points a game, um, but the defenses they faced were, let's say, 20% better on average than the defenses that Team Y played, right? Well, then I would add 20% to their scoring offense. Basically, the idea being, well, hey, we scored 40 points a game, but if we played those defenses that you guys played, I would probably have scored 20% more, right? And so, in this That's case, 48, right? And so, do the same on the offensive side, and, you know, the idea being, well, heck, if I was, you know, played the offenses you guys played, you know, I would give up, hypothetically, X percent less or more, right? And so... And then I, I do that, and then I compare average out their scoring offenses and defense against one another. So I did this for every single one. What was kind of interesting uh, is I would say about 90% of the games, I came out with a, a predicted range that was right around the spread of the game. You know, you know give or take a couple of points, or the spread was right in the middle of my range. Um, which kind of told me that uh, it's pretty close to what Vegas is predicting, right? They're, they're putting on these spreads, and 90% of the time in doing this, I was coming out right around the spread. Um, on the positive side, it felt like, okay, well, maybe it's a decent formula, right? Because yeah. you know uh, Vegas, they do this for a living. However, on the flip side of that, it makes it very difficult. <laughs> you know, if it's right around the spread, I was hoping it would inform me one way or the other. Oh, uh, in you know, my range, it's, it's way above the spread or below, so I'm going to pick team, you know, a, a given team. So it made it difficult. Um, but hey, it took a lot of time, but I got them. I got, I got my uh, picks. Yes, you did. Um, <clears throat> and I think I spent more time with the group of five teams because. Like you said, those weren't, you know, matchups that we had seen before, and it's very volatile, you know, when you're yeah. looking at those matchups. And so that's why I try to do a more in-depth analysis, more so than, you know, some of the Power 5 games we have, you know, like Iowa, USC, Baylor, Georgia. Um, yeah. And so the ones I spent more time with, I put, you know, generally higher confidence than the ones I didn't. Um yeah, I knew that would be a high risk, high rewards. So. Yeah, and it it, it made it made it difficult with the group of five sometimes. So, for example, take the Appalachian State UAB, right? Um, so, using that formula, I think Appalachian State was favored by seventeen, and using that formula, 
my range was anywhere from 10 to 20 point Appalachian State wind. And so 17 was, was toward the higher end of that. So I was like, well, they're more likely, in my opinion, more likely going to score probably below that. That's why I took UAB. And given the relative range, you know, I have figured out my confidence based off of that. However, UAB, I didn't know much about them. Uh, you know, they didn't come up hardly at all during the course of the year. Appalachian State obviously was in the top 25, and so they came up several times. And so my gut feeling was, well, heck, UAB, who the heck are they? Appalachian State, they've been in the top 25. They were in the mix for uh, the Cotton Bowl. You know, I kept telling myself to pick Appalachian State, but I'm like, no, let's just go with the formula and see what happens. Um, I say that because it was similar with Central Michigan, right, uh, where it failed me, right, because the formula hypothetically told me, hey, Central Michigan should cover this. Uh, and of course they got rocked. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty much it is what it is. I think it's, it's especially in these bowl games, when you match group of five teams together, uh, either one team shows up like they, like they haven't all year or they don't kind of like they have all year. And I think that's pretty much what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming it's probably going to continue. So those are probably right. uh, where we're going to win and lose this, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, and to that point, you know, about showing up and not showing up. So, for example, um, you know, Alabama, Michigan. Uh, you know, when I, when I work through that, in theory, based off of the formulas I worked at, you know, Michigan should cover. But it's Michigan. And they never show up in a bowl game. I mean, you go all the way back in history, these guys rarely show up in a bowl game. So I went with Alabama anyway, and with relatively high confidence, you know, against my little formula because Michigan never shows up. And similar with Georgia, I actually, you know, analyzed and thought, you know what, Georgia probably should win this. But that's another one. You know, the SEC teams, especially at the top, they're notorious for, you know, playing only for the playoffs and, you know, kind of cashing it in for uh, the bowl games. So, yeah, there, well, there is kinda, that it's factor. Funny. It's kind of funny that you mentioned the uh, Alabama-Michigan game uh, because I kind of thought along similar lines to you. And I, I somewhat did it out of spite to, uh, <laughs> to Michigan, but I also did it because I absolutely had no confidence in them at all. And so I, right. I put my, my highest confidence at 40 in Alabama to win, to cover. That really? Game. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually um, put my highest confidence in Ohio state. Um, okay. And um, so obviously we, we've kind of segued into talking about some of the big, big games. So, I mean, we can, we can kind of start there, you know, with Ohio State Clemson. I think we'll we'll do uh, more in-depth analysis probably later on the week, closer to the game as the game preview, right? Uh, I'm thinking maybe kind of a game-slash-playoff preview, really just have a, an episode focused on those two games. Um, but just very quickly on this one, you know, as I mentioned earlier, 90% of these, um, when I analyze them based off of this particular formula, they came out right around the spread, give or take. 
this was one of very few. In fact, this was the most, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? This had the biggest gap. There were a couple of them that had kind of a big gap away from that spread. This one had the highest. So Clemson favored by two. It's tough, my formula. It's not even close. Ohio State should win this game by 13 points using that formula. Um, the, the real key here, and get more into it later on the week with, with the matchups and everything, the biggest difference between these two teams is Clemson has not played any solid defenses at all. Um, I kind of, just as a quick aside, one of the reasons I started going down this direction is because, you know, I've been spending a lot of time on some of the um, uh, Clemson fan sites, uh, in, uh, specifically the um, Tiger Net. And, you know, these guys have no um, real objective way of looking at games. I mean, their big things are, number one, uh, hey, we played Alabama last year in the national championship. They were supposed to be awesome. We beat their ass, therefore. Right? That's their logical progression. We beat Alabama's ass last year. Therefore, uh, it's, it logically follows that we're obviously going to beat Ohio State, right? You know, so that's one thing they, thought, they, they talk about quite a bit. And the second thing they talk about quite a bit is, yeah, everybody talks about, uh, you know, we haven't played anybody, but, you know, we played – the number 14 and number 12 uh, offenses in like Wake Forest and UNC, right? Ohio State hasn't played all that great of offense, which I found amusing, right? Number one, I, I, okay, Wake Forest in North Carolina, that's your <laughs> – and that doesn't instill fear in anybody. You know, yay, <laughs> yeah, right. you, you went and you beat Wake Forest in North Carolina, number one. Uh, number two, they are right. So when I did this and I averaged it out, um, on average, Clemson played better offenses, but not not big. It wasn't a, a huge difference. Uh, but the key is, is they didn't talk about defense at all. It was always about offense. You know, Ohio State hasn't played the offenses we played, therefore we're going to win. On the flip side of that, it's not even close. There was a tremendous gap. I think it was like 59%, which is huge. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State, on average, the defenses they played were 59% tougher. And what does that mean? Well, we already know, uh, because this stat has been thrown at us a lot, um, Clemson destroyed everybody, with the exception of North Carolina. They, they destroyed everybody. Right. Um, so did Ohio State. Uh, point differential, I think Ohio State is only slightly ahead of Clemson for the year in point differential. Um, so what, what does that mean? Well, geez, if the, those offenses basically statistically look the same, yet Ohio State did it against defenses that were 59% better, there you go. Right. Yeah, and uh, that's why I have... Similar to you, I don't have them as high, but I still have them pretty high. I have I have Ohio State with 34 confidence points, mm-hmm. uh, not the full 40. But this is a completely different team. It's a completely different matchup from what we had three years ago. You know, like we stated, uh, the yeah. offense 
is light years better because they actually have an offensive identity. And not yeah. only do they still have a stellar running back, they also have the quarterback who can run, but you don't need to rely on him running because he can move outside the pocket and throw darts down the field. Right. Um, not only deep balls, but also accurate balls along the sidelines um, because of the arm strength, which is a you know huge thing we've seen yeah. uh, throughout the year. I mean, they throw they have thrown a lot of passes, you know, that have pretty much have receivers tight roping the sidelines. Um, you know, for those you know what twelve to eighteen yard gains. Um, yeah. And those you know those those pay off. Um, yep. They 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 do. So, and so, you know, that they they're going to have to come out fast. You know, they're going to have to hit Clemson hard and try not to to let Clemson get to them. You know, for long down situations. But uh, Ohio State's going to be able to move the ball, and yeah. when Clemson gets punched in the face, it's going to be great to see how they respond to it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the key. I think. Um, you know, we saw it against Alabama in 2014 and of course against Wisconsin here in the big 10 championship game. And that's, you know, kind of falling behind early, you know, getting punched in the face, like you said, um, but definitely being able to absorb the punch and come back swinging. Right. One of the things I will say about this game, I don't know that they want to do that with Clemson. Um, you know, 2014 was a long time ago, but uh, I felt differently about that Alabama team in 2014. Yeah, they were number one. They were supposed to be the best things in slice spread at that point in time. But I had a pretty good feeling going into that game that they were a little bit overhyped. Um, Clemson is getting a lot of positive press, and I think it's deserved. I think they're. I think they are very legit, and I don't know that we we want to fall down to them a couple of scores before we right. decide to play football. Right, of course. Uh, and they are. And, uh, of course, we'll go into a in-depth analysis. But, you know, we'll, we'll hit position groups, you know, which ones we, we think are better. Um, yep. And I think the overall position group favors Ohio State, uh, which is why I have them uh, such high confidence as well. But... Uh, obviously, so good discussion to come up. Yep. Okay. So, um, yep. Like you said, we will get to that um, later on in the week. Um, that being said, what bowl games interest you on this slate coming up, other than the playoffs? Figure we'll get to the playoffs separately with our next episode. Uh. In terms of all the games, let's see. I mean, there's not a great amount before you hit Saturday, uh, the 28th. Yeah, I agree. There's a there's a couple of them. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I know UCF Marshall is the only game today, which I do have UCF in that game. Uh, pretty high confidence. Uh, Interesting. Would you take, because uh, I actually took Marshall. I took Marshall uh, with uh, 14 confidence points. Okay. I took UCF uh, with 28. Uh, wow. Okay. So this one could be a big one for us today already. <laughs> it could. I, I told you, I put a lot of confidence in uh, 
some group of five teams. Yeah, this um, one could be a 42-point <laughs> swing, right? Either way. It could. It could. I mean, Marshall has played decently, but, you know, they're in uh, the Conference USA, which is not a great uh, – <clears throat> it's not a great um, conference in the group yeah. of five. I mean, you look at their their games – their losses, they lost a close one to Boise State. They got absolutely blown out by Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They yep. lost to Middle Tennessee. They lost to Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and, you know, their wins, they did beat Western Kentucky. Uh, they did beat FAU, you know, so, so credit to them there. Yep. But, I mean, all the other teams in that conference are awful. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's kind of a wash. You know, is is it going to be like the FAU game, or is it going to be like the Cincinnati game? Because right. that's the way that's the way I saw it going. Yep. Because uh, UCF, you know, they they lost a close one to UC. They lost a close one to Pitt. Uh, I think UCF, while they're only mm-hmm. nine and three, I just think they have much more talent, and so they that's did. why. I, 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 the thing is, it is a sixteen and a half point spread. Right, uh, like like the App State game was, and so yep. it's it's a tough one to pick. But if I if I if they play the way that they I believe they should, I think they should cover that spread. Right. Um, we'll see what happens, but that's that's why I have them so high, mainly because of that Marshall schedule, the losses they have, and the conference affiliation. So I think all that's why I have a lower confidence, Marshall, right? 14 is because of all of those reasons you said. Um, at the end of the day, um, this is not your slightly older brother's UCF. Right. <laughs> I say that because obviously they've been decent recently. Um, they did lose a stinker this year. I think it was Tulsa. Uh, yeah. That, so they can be had, number one. Yes. And they lost three games. Um, the UC game, I think, uh, relatively speaking for them was a, a good loss since that's what we talk about nowadays, you know, the quality of a loss. Um, the Pitt loss, I don't think was a quality loss. Pitt is a terrible ACC team. Uh, yeah, they came close on Penn State, but that was really more due to the rivalry aspect, in my opinion. So yeah, it's not your slightly older brother's UCF, number one. Number two, Marshall is, um, yeah, they, they, yeah. Kind of Jekyll and Hyde, but they are a decent team. They had returned a lot of starters from uh, a nine and four team last year, so they're capable. Uh, and then, yeah, just at the end of the day, that spread felt too high to me, and that's why I ended up taking Marshall with, uh, you know, fairly low confidence, fourteen. Right, and out of the spread, it looks like is at fifteen. But another big reason was UCF averages five hundred thirty-seven yards a game. Marshall gives up 362, most of that being passing yards, mm-hmm. and UCF can pass the ball really well. And so right. uh, that's one of the another main reason I think UCF is going to be able to pass the ball down down the field with ease. And if you're able yeah. to do that consistently, you know you can rack up a lot of points. So, yep. But I digress. I digress. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the only game today. I think the next few that jump up on the list that they don't really interest me. Um, yeah, Louisiana Tech, Miami, Pitt, Eastern Michigan, North Carolina, Temple, 
Uh, I think the first one that pops up on the radar because it's a, a Big Ten game is um, Michigan State and Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, I think Michigan State should win that game, but they have no offense whatsoever. Right. Uh, and so this is going to be a, a low-scoring game. Um, I actually have this one pretty low confidence. Uh, Michigan State may win, but we, we've seen in these bowl games, they tend to have a really close game. And so I think they could still win by a field goal, but I do have Wake Forest covering the four-point spread at seven yeah. points. Yeah, um, similar. I, I have it at very low confidence. I'm taking Wake Forest with seven and seven confidence points. Um, the only thing that gives me pause is, you know, a lot of talk about, and that this talk turned on a dime. You know, I remember early in the year when uh, D'Antonio was about to take the record for, you know, wins at Michigan State, you know, a lot of praise being lauded and heaped on him. And then almost immediately after that, when he finally got that win and, you know, people just started looking at the fact that, hey, they returned almost all of their starters from last year. And, uh, you know, they're what, six and six? And they struggled to get to six and six. I mean, they barely beat Maryland and uh, Rutgers um, in succession, you know, right. whichever way that went, right? Uh, so all this talk about this, you know, is D'Antonio going to leave? And then, you know, the vote of confidence for Dan and D'Antonio. Now D'Antonio is going to be there next year, and his next year going to be a swan song because he's had one of the worst recruiting classes in the Big Ten, right? potentially for them uh, to win this. Um, but at the end of the day, I did take Wake Forest with relatively low confidence. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, it's interesting. We had the same confidence on that game and Wake Forest. Um, yeah, that game, uh, they're both middle-of-the-road teams. Uh, obviously, Michigan State in a better conference. Uh, mm -hmm. I think their defense matches up well with Wake Forest, uh, but at the end of the day, they just don't have an offense. And so I just don't know how much they'll be able to score. Right. Um, and so it's going to be, you know, probably a low scoring slot sloppy game, um, which, which is why, you know, I think this game could go either way. And I put it at low confidence. Yeah. But you know, this wake forest is one of those vaunted, uh, offenses that, uh, Clemson fans love to brag about. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was a hoot when I when I read that one. Um, okay, next one I think right after that well, is uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say well, there, the the twenty seventh actually has the the best one of the best string of bowl games. Uh, but uh, on the twenty sixth, it's actually interesting because uh, you have two ACC versus gr Group of Five matchups. I actually took the uh, both Group of Five teams in Louisiana Tech and Eastern Michigan. Yeah, actually, there are three of them, right? Or no, is are UNC there? on a different day? Yeah, I think UNC is next day against Temple. Gotcha. Yeah, so, um, yeah, to your point, I did take both of the group of five teams myself. Um, I, I took uh, Louisiana Tech, fairly low confidence uh, points with six. But Eastern Michigan, I actually took with high confidence, 27, uh, for them okay. to 
over on Pitt. Yeah. I took uh, Louisiana Tech at 13 and Eastern Michigan at 12. Um, yeah. Still not super confident, but uh, decently confident that both those teams go in. Definitely not even just cover the spread, but win as well. Yeah. Agree. I, I mean, well, I don't know about Pitt, maybe, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If Eastern Michigan beat Pitt, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I do tend to think Pitt's going to win that one. Yeah, but uh, to your point, Miami, I could easily see them losing. Um, that's not a good team, Miami. Uh, <laughs> no, it is not. And uh, that's one of those, just as a quick aside, be interesting to keep an eye on. You know, I could see them kind of going the way of uh, Tennessee volunteers. <laughs> you know, Tennessee back in the day, you know, back in the late 90s, um, you know, one of the formidable teams uh, in college football. And Fulmer, you know, started on his downward tra- trajectory. Uh, once they removed him, they've just struggled ever since. And frankly, have gone down to the depths uh, for a while. Um yeah. I, I kind of see that potentially coming with Miami because I don't know why they hired that particular coach. And we've talked about this before, you know, with the flash in the pan names that some of these programs just, you know, go whole hog on without seemingly any due diligence. And yeah, Manny Diaz, what, what did he do? I'd never even really heard much of the guy I'd heard of him and such, but nothing like you might hear of a, a Tom Herman or this Norvell guy from Memphis. You know, each year you got somebody like a Tom Herman, like Norvell, uh, these big names that are the names. Right. You know, so Manny Diaz, I had heard of him, but never in the context of, because we're talking Miami. Miami fashions themselves, even though they really only have a history that spans, frankly, about 25 years. I mean, that's their quote-unquote tradition. As much as people like to talk about Miami being a blue blood, Essentially, from 1980 to 2005, generally speaking, that's their era. That was it. Yeah, they won a crap ton during that era, but they're not truly a blue blood. But they think they are. And to go out and hire a Manny Diaz, okay, uh, it doesn't didn't make a didn't register a lot for me. And um, they weren't good this year. Uh, and I, I don't know that it's going to turn around for them. No, and with you. Uh, recruiting that they have uh, doesn't look like it'll be anytime soon either. So, right, exactly. Okay. But yeah, some other <clears throat> good matchups. So the Friday the twenty seventh and Saturday the twenty eighth, you have a yeah. a lot of good good matchups. Yeah. Um, Great Oklahoma matchup. State, Texas A and M, USC Iowa, uh, and then of course all four games on the twenty eighth are yep. intriguing. Um. As well as uh, the thirtieth, Illinois, California, Virginia, Florida, um, a couple on the thirty-first, and then all all the games on New Year's Day are, are great matchups. So yeah, yeah, I think starting with the uh, the twenty-seventh, um, I, I did check off uh, Oklahoma State and A and M as a an intriguing one to talk about uh, because. Two reasons. Number one, um, SEC. It's an SEC team. Uh, everyone knows my disdain for the SEC. So very interesting to see how they 
they perform here, number one, especially A&M being really that SEC team. Um, I, I call it kind of the one of the, this year's SEC pivot team because you have one of these every year um, that kind of helps drive the SEC bias where you have that one team that starts out way over rank. Now, obviously, it happens a lot with the SEC, but there's always that one team starts off way over ranked and they don't fall quite as fast. And the narrative always centers around team X beating that pivot team, you know, Oh, well, Hey, they beat Clemson beat A and M. Yeah. Oh, big deal. Right. So did everybody else, every other ranked team that, that played them. Right. So that's why it intrigues me. It was this year's, uh, what I call quote unquote, the SEC pivot team that helps drive the SEC narrative. So I'm curious to see how they do because reason number two as I've spoken of before, I felt that the Big 12, by very close margin, very resistant margin, this year was a better conference than the SEC. And here you've got Oklahoma State, who spent some time ranked themselves, um, facing off against A&M. And that's why I'm really interested in this matchup. I think it's a good one, too. Uh, if, if it were another middle-of-the-road Big 12 team, I'd probably lean Texas A&M, but I think this is a good matchup for Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Texas A&M has a solid defensive line, but that's about it. Uh, Oklahoma State can run the ball really well, you know, with Chuba Hubbard. Uh, they still have a, a decent passing game. Um, yeah. And so when, when you can have a balanced offense, uh, especially with a mediocre secondary, uh, you know, I I think that favors Oklahoma State. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, they're going to have to to win the line of scrimmage. I don't know if they can do that. Uh, you know, that, that'll be the big thing in this game uh, because if, if Texas A&M is going to be able to get a lot of pressure on them, they, they can't establish a run game, then I think right. uh, Texas A&M, if they can go up early, uh, that might favor them to, to pull out this game. Uh, and so it is interesting in that aspect. But I think Oklahoma State can win this game. I chose them to win this game and cover the yep. seven-point spread, uh, mainly because of that uh, balanced offense. Right. So everything I just said, right, all, all that stuff I just said, I actually am taking A&M <laughs> with uh, 18 confidence points uh, on this one. Relative, kind okay. of a medium confidence points. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. And again, because of the things I just said, I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma State uh, covers or wins this uh, game. Um, But looking at the analysis, uh, I do think, generally speaking, um, A&M feels like they 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 should they should cover. Um, But we'll see. Yeah, I got Oklahoma State with twenty three. Okay, decent amount. But so that could be a huge swing right there for us. <laughs> it could, it could. You should just go uh, go down your list real quick because it sounds like we already have a, a couple of of uh, big big point swings, and I would wager that there's probably a few more. Mm-hmm. So when you say go down my list, just basically go through <laughs> my confidence on each yeah. one. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll just do it. We'll just do it one at a time. Say forty, and then go down to. All right. 
or 39, right? Well, 40 is the championship game. I was going to put 40 on Ohio State for that one to win. I don't know what the spread is. I don't know. I don't care. I'm trying to uh, be consistent going back several episodes, right? Because this is a thing, as a quick aside, that I've been arguing with people at work, with, with people at work who just are so um, adamant that Clemson's not only going to win, but they're going to destroy Ohio State. And, and they keep you know, falling on that same narrative that the media is doing right now. And I can't figure it out. Uh, Ohio State didn't want to play Clemson. Nobody wanted to play Clemson that first playoff game, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know that you and I are both on record say, for saying bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I even said, you know, bring it on. I want to play Clemson. Then I want to play LSU, right? So I'm just going to be consistent. I'm putting my two top uh, confidence on number one, Ohio State in the national championship game, my 40. And then my 39 is Ohio State over Clemson. Okay. Um, 40, I already said I had Alabama. Um, 39, I actually have uh, BYU over Hawaii. Interesting. Okay. Uh, um, I similar to uh, last year because BYU kicked the crap out of Hawaii last year. Uh, Hawaii, I think, is going to get blown out by BYU this year as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, just very quickly on that one, I I take BYU, but much lower confidence. All right. So my thirty-eight. Let me find thirty-eight. 38 is um, Wisconsin over Oregon. Okay. That Wisconsin-Oregon, I have I have Wisconsin winning that game uh, at 31. Okay, so we're both very close there. So that one's not going to drive it for you. Though. My 38 is actually UC at minus 7. Okay. That's a good one. I take UC um, with 15 confidence uh, on that one. Gotcha. And then my 37, I picked Buffalo. They. Yeah, right. Yep. For my 37, um, and and I know that you know our half a dozen audience members that listen to this, are gonna find me contradicting myself, you know, because I took. Uh, A&M, <laughs> I'm actually with my 37 taking Auburn really? over, yeah. And it, it kind of goes back to one thing. You know, when I talked about Big Ten, Big 12 being better than the SEC, I started with saying, you know, if I roll over from last year, the bowl games, you know, um, look at how they did relatively in bowl games. And then I look at, you know, their performance against out of conference this year. That analysis centered mostly on the out of conference. And the reason being is bowl games, it kind of goes back to one of the things you said, you know, who shows up, right? Um, this one to me feels a lot like last year. Auburn tends to be the opposite to me of all these other SEC teams. They get into a bowl game sometimes, like UCF beat them a couple of years ago. Sometimes they get into a bowl game and they just turn it on, you know, like they did last year against Purdue. Um, I thought Minnesota had a great year, a good year. Based off of what they did during the year, I felt had they beat Wisconsin, 
and in theory ended up beating Ohio State, um, you know, they, they would and should be in the playoffs. That being said, when I compare these two teams, I just think Auburn's um, a little bit more battle tested. I think I think Auburn will will win this, and you know, just and that was saying that the, the bowl games are always about matchups, and Auburn against Minnesota. I just think uh, Auburn. Uh, I favor Auburn in that in that matchup. Yeah, that's. I mean, I understand that. I so I took Minnesota with very low confidence at six points. Uh, because, like you mentioned, Auburn probably will be fired up. I think Minnesota will be, too. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll be ready. They'll be prepared. Uh, I do think the matchup does favor Auburn, um, which is why I put this game so low, because I believe Minnesota, Minnesota can make it a close game. Yep. Uh, but I'm not very confident that you know they'll, they'll be able to cover that spread. So I did take Minnesota, but... I only had him very low because it's most likely that Auburn probably will win by a couple of scores. Right. 36, I'd already mentioned, was FAU. So I yeah. got that one. It's a big one. Yeah. 35, where's the headman? 35. Come on, jump out at me, 35. Where are you? Oh, 35, I have Air Force over okay. Washington State. Okay. Uh, that's one too. You know, like I said earlier, right? There were um, you know ninety percent of these using since I used the consistent formula for all of them. I say it that way because I just kind of decided this on the fly. This may be the worst formula ever known to man. I don't know, but I had to be consistent. Like I said, ninety percent of these uh, they came out to be somewhere hovering around the spread. Um, the other ten percent, Ohio State being um, kind of the extreme of those. Uh, it wasn't close, uh, and this is one of those where Air Force uh, just comparatively really should, based off of the formula, um, win that game uh, big. Not not just cover that three point spread, but we're we're talking two touchdowns. It's also one of those though too, you know, where my gut, you know, it's Air Force and it's Washington State, and we know. Air Force, like the rest of the academies, they love to run that option. And we know Washington State is going to throw the ball every down. So Washington State, if they get up, could very easily blow the doors off of Air Force. And, and so I, I had this, you know, I looked at it, I'm like, no, I'm going to use the formula. I'm going to go Air Force with, what did I say, 35? Um, but yeah. my gut kept saying, no, I don't know. <laughs> Washington State could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I chose Air Force as well uh, at 20. Um, I mainly chose it because it's, it's only a three-point spread favoring Air Force, but Washington right. State has absolutely no defense whatsoever. Uh, right. I think Air Force will be able to run the ball at will against Washington State, uh, and so it's probably going to be a high-scoring affair, but in high-scoring games, uh, because Washington State has no defense, I feel that uh, advantage is whoever they're playing. Um, right. And as you saw throughout the majority of the year uh, with their high scoring games. And so I, I'm taking Air Force pretty comfortably with that one. I probably looking back, I probably would have put them higher, but oh well, I have them at 20. Yeah, but even uh, still, right? If, if Air Force wins, um, that's not a huge swing. Uh, 
with our competition. Yeah. Um, 30. Then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so my 36, of course, was App State, which I lost. Um, so that's a big point swing right there. Um, Illinois, I had at 35. Really? Yeah, I, I, I went big on Illinois, especially their opponents, okay. Cal. They're, they're a seven-point dog to uh to cal um i i think not only will they cover it i think they'll win um i'm not high on this cal team at all yeah. uh, now now it, it won't be the case if illinois shows up to play which i don't know if they will <laughs> right. but if, if they if they do show up like they have in a couple of the their bigger games uh, i think illinois should be able to win that pretty easily yeah i acted surprised but as i looked at my list i actually have 28 on illinois as well um and, and i i agree with everything you said the only thing that gave me pause was that cal cal was pretty good they were decent at the beginning of the year and then they lost their quarterback uh, i don't know that they have their quarterback back yet and even if they do i don't know that that's enough um and then yeah back to illinois to me this is a, a critical game for illinois for lovey smith um I was not surprised. I think you'll remember very early on in the year when we talked about um, you know, the conferences and who's going to win the divisions, et cetera. You will remember that I said that Illinois was going to be my surprise team out of that division. Surprise for everybody else, not for me. I, I just looked at what they had returning, and I looked at what Lovey Smith had done in the transfer market um, from last year and just brought in a lot of uh, power five conference uh, players that were uh, prior to their initial commitments were, you know, four-star athletes, right? Is bringing them in from Michigan, from USC and these other teams. And they seem to fit holes rather nicely for them. And that's why I thought that they, uh, I, you know, I didn't, didn't say it at the time, but a bowl, a bowl team didn't surprise me. I, I, I thought that they were going to be a decent team. The problem is, they have been terrible for so long under Lovey um, that I think they need to win this bowl game because of those things. If you're going to put that effort in uh, with the transfer market, it needs to pay off with a bowl win. If it doesn't, um, I just don't think there are a lot of levers that he can pull next year uh, when some of those players leave that they're not going back to the bottom. So I think they need this bowl win. Um, you know, cause you're talking about will will Illinois be up for it? I think they will. I think Lovey has to know that in the back of his mind that he has to parlay this year's success into a bowl win. Right, and that's for all the reasons you stated. That's why I uh, put Illinois so high because I think they they will show up for it. Uh, they, I don't know how long it's been since they've been to a bowl game, but um, it's it's not going to be like the Northwestern game where they just didn't show up. Uh, because right. I think they pretty had much made a bowl at that point, so I don't think they really cared. But I think they will show up for this one. That's why I have them winning pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, thirty-four. Ohio, thirty-four, Ohio State. Like I said earlier, um, thirty-three and thirty-two are pretty interesting, and I'm sure they probably differ from yours. Um, so thirty-three, I took Indiana. Okay. At a plus one point five. And then 32, I took North Carolina. Okay, interesting. 
Yeah. So for my uh, 34, I was actually close to yours. I took Ohio, but not Ohio State. I took Ohio for my 34 uh, over Nevada. Okay. My 33, I took Navy uh, over Kansas State. And my 32, I took uh, Florida State over Arizona State. Okay. Yeah, I think the only one I'll just make mention of there is Florida State. Uh, they lost their coach, you know. So, and one of the, I actually had Florida State at the beginning of the year, you know, doing much better than what they ultimately did. You know, that was, if you go back to our conference uh, discussions, you know, I, Florida State, I felt was going to be better. And the reason being is, yes, they returned some some starters from last year. They weren't great last year. But over the past five years, the recruiting has been good. Not overwhelming, but good. I mean, we're talking, you know, top 15 to top 25 recruiting classes. So the talent is on that team. And I just think that uh, Arizona State, uh, I think they got a lot of press when they beat uh, Michigan State at the beginning of the year because Michigan State was supposed to be better than what they were. Uh, but but then Arizona State started this downward trajectory, and I just don't think they have the talent on the team. I think with a, you know Taggart having been fired, you've got an interim coach. Um, tend to think you know they'll probably rally for this game, and, and so I'm I'm taking uh, Florida State high confidence on that one. Are you on? Right. And I also, so I I took instead, I took Arizona State. Uh, I took them, but very little. I had them at three confidence points uh, because honestly, I I just couldn't, I just didn't know what to do with this game. Uh, Florida State, I figured probably would win. Uh, Arizona State has been inconsistent all year, although, you know, they did show up and beat Oregon. I, yeah, I, I could see this game going either way. I, I really had no two cents about this one, so I just right. hit one of my lowest at Arizona State at three. Um, yep. Otherwise, my other two, Indiana, I am very confident they can beat Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has lost to some terrible teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a decent defense, but I think Indiana has a as a balanced offense, and I, I think they should be able to win that game. So, Yeah, that's an interesting one there. I actually am picking Tennessee uh, in that one. Let me see if I can find it. Make sure I'm looking at the right one. Yeah, I'm picking Tennessee with relatively low confidence. Um, okay. Yeah, Tennessee did, to your point, they did lose to some some terrible teams, but uh, I think they're on like a four or five game winning streak. Now, granted, the teams that they beat in that stretch are your Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Kentucky. Not great teams by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, but most of their losses were at the beginning of the year. Uh, three of their losses, I think, were, were within the first five games. And they got much better uh, toward the end of the year. And what I know about Indiana is they were good, but not great. Um, I'm happy for them uh, that they had the season that they had, uh, but I think their best game was probably against Penn State, going to Penn State and, and losing a close game, because other than that game, 
they got beat by Michigan State, and in hindsight, that's not a that's not a good loss. Uh, they barely beat Nebraska, Maryland. Um, you know, some of these teams that just aren't great. Um, it, they they had to go to overtime against Purdue. Um, so yeah, hats off to them for having a much better year than what Indiana normally has. But I just don't think that's a, a, a solid team. And that's fair. Um, yeah, they didn't have very many good wins. Um, and so that is something I thought about. Uh, but at the end of the day, when I look at Tennessee, they are playing a little bit better down the stretch. But they're pretty comparative when you talk about schedules. They've both beaten, beaten up on the bottom dwellers of their respective right. conferences. And... You know, Tennessee has lost to a couple group of five teams, yep. and Indiana hasn't. And I, right, it's probably a, not a great, you know, comparison. Um, but uh, Indiana at least has been a consistent team on offense yeah. for the majority of the season. Uh, yeah. Whereas Tennessee has not, and so that's really what favors Indiana for me. Yeah. I guess the real question there is: is Penix? going to be playing because I, I haven't looked to be honest but I kind of yeah. feel like he was still going to be a um, and, and to your point yeah Indiana's losses yeah going down that avenue are certainly better uh, because Ohio State Michigan Penn State and Michigan State were the losses and yeah I said Michigan State was not a good loss but it's a better loss than Georgia State uh, I'm not sure about BYU BYU might be a better loss. I don't know. For uh, for uh, Tennessee. Okay, thirty-one. So thirty-one. I have uh, Virginia Tech over Kentucky. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I actually yeah. have Kentucky uh, at ten. Okay. That could be a big point swing. Yeah, that one could be a definitely big point swing. My 30 is uh, Bama uh, over Michigan, so that one wouldn't be a huge swing because I think you had Bama at 40, right? So um, if Michigan – and just as a quick aside, I don't know that I have ever rooted for Michigan. It's just not in my way. <laughs> I just don't root for Michigan. Um, I'm almost tempted to root for Michigan in this game. I mean, that's how – Set up I am with with this SEC love, um, and some of the talk was, and I don't know how much of this, this is just hearsay, but the, there was a feeling that had Bama beat Auburn that they were still in the discussion for the playoff, and that just annoys me to no end. I mean, it's just it's so annoying that. Part of me, you know, how, how else do you, do you stomp this silly narrative? But if you actually root for your chief rival to beat them. <laughs> At the end of the day, the game will come on the TV. I will watch it. And when Michigan starts losing, I'll feel good about it. And so those feelings will go away fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be opposed 
<coughs> to it. Uh, obviously, I won't root for them, but if they win, I pro- I won't be I won't be upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if Michigan were to end up winning, um, I would just take pride in the conference without mentioning Michigan's name. I would just say, hey, we were this many wins and this many losses in bowl games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my 30, like I said, already took San Diego State. Um, 29, I lost Utah State. Uh, 28, I have UCF. Drop them one. Yep. And then... So, 29, I have... Where was it? I just saw it. I have Penn State over Memphis. Um, my 28, like I said, already is Illinois over Cal. Um, 27, I have, I mentioned this earlier already, uh, Eastern Michigan over Pitt. And 26, 26, I have Mississippi State over Louisville. Okay. Um, pretty close to you. So at 26, I have Penn State over Memphis. And then 21, I have Mississippi State over Louisville. So I'm assuming yeah. you're probably guessing uh, similar things there. Yeah, and to that point, that won't be a big swing for either one of us, obviously, on that one. Right. My 27, I actually had uh, Tulane. Um, they're, okay. a, they're a seven-point favorite. Uh, trying trying yeah. to I forget who their opponent is. <laughs> I was looking at it, but I forgot already. <laughs> it's Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. 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 And that was, you know, kind of our talking points before, uh, you know, with conference affiliation, schedule, and, Yep. Wins versus losses, that type of thing. So um, yeah. I had pretty high confidence in Tulane there. Yeah, so that one might be uh, that one might be a swing for us because I actually have Southern Miss, but with five confidence okay. points on that one. Okay, so twenty-five. I think we're down to twenty-five now, right? Twenty-five. Yep. I have. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, oh, yeah, I mentioned that one already. I had Georgia Southern, so I lost my 25. Um, yep. 24, I had I had already lost that one as well, right, because I lost that one on Utah State. I picked Utah State on that one. Gotcha. And um, 23. 23, I have uh, LSU over Oklahoma. Well, okay. So you put that one pretty high. Yeah. Um, so a couple different ones. Uh, my 25, I actually have Utah over Texas in the Alamo Bowl. 24, I actually have Nevada as a plus 7.5 uh, underdog to Ohio. Okay. Uh, 23, I actually have Oklahoma State, like I said earlier, over Texas A&M. 
but I lost 22 with Boise State, of course, 21 Mississippi State. So a uh, couple big ones in there, it looks like. Yeah. Um, um, well, and even on the reverse, right, because you said you picked Utah with, what was it, 23? 25. 20, 25. So I picked uh, Texas uh, at two. Okay. So, so that one. So that could be a, a big one as well. Um. Yeah, just very quickly on that one, uh, as I look at it, uh, you know, I, for this one, I just go back to relative conference strength. You know, when I compared, um, you know, offenses, defenses, et cetera, and what, you know, what they really played on average, it just lended it, lended to the fact that Pac-12 is terrible. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Utah had a nice season. Uh, yes, had they beaten um, Oregon, likely in the playoffs. Um, but like Oklahoma, they would have been that one team that, uh, everybody would have felt strongly they would have beat, uh, because Utah really didn't play anybody. They really didn't. Um, Texas, not great. This is why I have it at low confidence because it is Texas and I don't think they're that good. They had a really, really bad defense this year. I mean, it was a terrible defense. Um, so I'm taking Texas. Uh, low confidence on that one, but that one obviously can be a big swing. It can. And the reason I chose Utah so high uh, is mainly because Texas is decimated uh, on defense. And the mm-hmm. reason why Oregon, you know, they, they handled Utah. Oregon actually has a pretty good offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. They they won the line of scrimmage in that game. And I don't, I don't think Texas can, uh, especially on the defensive line, I think Utah will be able to control on the offensive offensive side and run the ball, which is what they want to do. Um, and if they can control the game running the ball, I think that heavily favors Utah because uh, yeah. they do have a, they do have a decent defense. Um, yeah. And while I think Texas still has a great offense, uh, they're just, I, I'm just not confident in that, in that right. defense to, to right. hold up and, and it, you know, they, they might be able to, to get it within a touchdown. It might be a super close game, which is yeah. a little bit concerning, which is why I did have Utah a little bit lower. But I'm still pretty confident in Utah, which is why I yeah. have at 25. Yeah, with Utah, I don't know enough about their history. You know, there are some teams um, that when they lose like that late in the year, they just cash it in and they don't really show up in the bowl games. I don't know. I just don't know enough about Utah. In their history for that because what i would say is yeah they've got a good defense i do think texas offense is pretty strong though um i mean texas defense was so bad uh that to come out with the winning record that they did is because of their offense and frankly i think ellinger is a better quarterback than this herbert guy um you know there are certain things that are, are like death and taxes uh, every year in college football, uh, one of those I already mentioned is the what I what I've call, classified as the quote unquote SEC pivot uh, team, right? It's that team or team. Sometimes it is plural, but it's that team or teams in the SEC that drive the SEC narrative and ranking all of these other teams artificially high. Another thing that happens every year in college football is out of the blue. Uh, and these usually carry over from one year to the next. So they're, 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 you know, based off of one to two years, right? There's that person that just jumps into the narrative as the person. And it was this Herbert guy for 
Oregon. You know, this has happened in the past where you just have that one quarterback, and it's usually a quarterback that is the best thing since sliced bread. And you're always left to wonder when, at what point in time, did this person magically become the uh, the uh, end all be all, right? Uh, and for me, it was that Herbert. I don't think he's that great. He's good, uh, but I think Ellinger's better. You know, and, and I think Texas offense, you know. Is probably as good as is uh, Oregon. So that was that was just a quick yeah. aside for for you know just so I could get it out there. What you know, one of those things <laughs> that you'll always see every year. And it'll be interesting to see who that person is next year because there will be that person that just out of the blue, all the media just picks up on and they start hyping as being uh, something they're not. Yeah, frankly, yeah, I think that's what that is one of the reasons why we see. Uh, epic failures at the quarterback position in in the NFL. I think one of the reasons is they tend to draft that one quarterback way too high, get him on a team where there's nobody to support him, and so he he, he can't perform, <laughs> right? Um, but then yeah, there then there your quarterbacks like a Brady Quinn. He was similar back in the day. Played for Notre Dame, was decent. Oh, so he's so great, and then of course you know turned out to be terrible in the NFL. I mean that's a it's a good point, and I'm sure next year it'll probably be probably be some uh, some other quarterback. Well, in but, September, what we know, right? Because this is another thing that happens every year in college football, is that person's probably on Michigan's team, right? Because they always win the the September Big Ten championship. They always win the uh, September Heisman. You know, they always have that team like Shea Patterson. You know, with Josh oh, Gaddis yeah. in the offense, <laughs> he was going to be amazing. Uh, absolutely. There's always uh, there's always somebody or some team that gets uh, way overhyped in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, okay. We we but but we digress. <laughs> what um, number were we, we at? Through, I think we we're at twenty. Uh, no, because twenty. I think we we're at twenty-three. Because twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, 22, very quickly. I'll, I'll go through about five of them here. 20, 22, I had Florida over Virginia. 21, I have Wyoming over uh, Georgia State. Um, 20, I have Notre Dame over Iowa State. And 19, I have uh, North Carolina over Temple. Okay. Um couple similar ones so uh 22 like i said already lost boise state 21 ahead mississippi state 20 i have wyoming over georgia state and then 19 as we said before i had air force yeah so that'll be Uh, interesting there we both almost we were almost exact on the wyoming Uh, i had 20 you had 20 on wyoming over georgia state so that'd be that'd be interesting yeah um, uh, next five uh, at 18 I had Navy over Kansas State uh, 17 I had I have Baylor covering the spread against Georgia uh, 16 I lost Georgia Southern and 15 I marked for the national championship game okay yep so uh, 18 where was my 18 I was just looking right at it. so 18 that was my A&M over uh, Oklahoma State. 17 was my Buffalo, so I got that one. 
with Buffalo. Uh, 16 uh, was my Arkansas State uh, over FIU, so I got that one. Um, my 15 is UC over Boston College. Okay. Now, uh, remind me, because <clears throat> I, I have heard rumors, but I, I don't know which is necessarily true. Jeff Halfley is still coaching the playoffs, yeah. correct? Yes. And so he's not he's not coaching Boston College's bowl game. He's not coaching Boston College's bowl game. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. And so, either way, um, I chose like you see so high because I. I have no confidence in Boston College. All they can do is run the ball. So, um, right. And you had UC as well. But I, quick side point, I wasn't sure. I, I thought Halfley was still going to coach the playoff game, but I wasn't 100% yeah. sure. He is. Uh, and to that point, I'm not sure if you're up on the latest rumors. Quick aside, it looks like Yersich um, may be leaving for um, the OC job at Texas. Really? Yeah. Um, so I read a couple of articles about this morning. Uh, apparently, one of the rumors about it is is that um, Day is okay with that. The, he's actually encouraged Yersich to leave. Uh, the idea being he's just not – he's hard to work with, I guess. At least that's what, I guess, the Buckeye faithful are telling themselves. Yersich is hard to work with, therefore it's okay that he leaves. I don't know how true that is. I've just – just read that this morning, but apparently okay. it looks like he could be the next offensive coordinator at Texas, which that'll be interesting, right? Because they um, Texas has already hired Chris Ash, right? Defensive coordinator. Yep, uh, Yurich um, was an awesome offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, so he's basically going to be in in a conference that he knows well, and probably on a team that that will always have better talent than Oklahoma State. Uh, so that could be a, a good formula for Herman. Uh, I think if he can't win with that formula, if he can't win with that formula, Ash, who is a proven national championship defensive coordinator, uh, Yurtich, who is a proven offensive coordinator, um, if he can't win with that formula, it might be Herman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be, but I mean, yeah, getting all the all the Buckeyes uh, on his staff as well, smart man. But oh, of uh, course. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge loss to, to lose Yurcich, uh, yeah. especially because you still have Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day. Yeah. Uh, they'll be they'll be fine, and it's not a big loss for them. So I'm not too worried about that. If he wants to leave, you know, more power to him. The Halfley loss was more concerning. Yeah. Um, since you know, <clears throat> defense coordinators are big, and obviously we talked about that earlier. Uh, their number one guy is Corey Coombs. Yeah, and, and to that point, the, the person that mentioned the rumor about Yursich maybe not uh, being a fit uh, also said that they believe there's that Coombs is almost a done deal. So I don't know how true that is either. Well, we'll see. I don't I don't know if the Titans are making the playoffs because they the Texans uh, won the AFC South. So right, uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, so. Uh, 14 through 10, so 14, FAU won that one. 13 and 12, we said Louisiana Tech and Eastern Michigan. And then at 11, I actually had Virginia. Okay. Um, covering the spread against Florida, which is a two-touchdown spread. So yeah. I um, I mainly chose 
Virginia, I did it lower confidence at 11 because uh, Florida does not have a, a great offense. Right. Um, and so uh, they're going to have to put up a lot of points. I don't think Virginia is going to be able to score a lot, but to say Florida's going to win by two touchdowns yeah. when they don't have a great offense, that's, 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 t- that's a tough for me. I think Florida will win, but I think Virginia can can cover that spread. Right. I think my thinking on this game uh, was, you know, Florida's got a, a strong defensive line. They got a strong defense. Virginia really, it's that quarterback. If that quarterback for Virginia can run, that's when they they do their damage. Otherwise, they are not a good offense either. Um, so, with that in mind, with yeah, you know, Florida probably being the healthiest that it's been. Yeah, you know, I'm on record. Yeah, you know, Florida uh, should be penalized in every way possible for playing two FCS teams. Um, and in the nature of, you know, what are you doing to make the playoffs? You know, had they uh, been charmed in any way and came out as a one-loss team, and uh, you know, we're in the conversation for the playoffs. To me, by virtue of the fact that they played the two FCS teams, should have eliminated them from the conversation. I say all that to say Florida's still a good team. They're, they're a good team uh, in a bowl game if they're healthy and into this game. I, I honestly think they should be Virginia pretty good. All right, so you said, uh, so we started, where were we at, 15? Yeah, 15 okay. to 10. 15 to 10. Where's my 15? Jump out at me, 15. 15 was my UC. Uh, over Boston College. Um, 14, as I mentioned very early on, that's my Marshall. Um, that I picked Marshall uh, to cover on UCF. 13 is 13. Oh, that was my Washington. So I, I gotcha. got 13 points for Washington over Boise. Uh, my 12. Um, on my 12, I am picking Iowa over USC. Okay. Uh, with that one, you know, just very quickly, um, uh, the reason it's so low on that, I mean, when I do my analysis, it, it tells me that Iowa should win. Uh, but Iowa, and this is why actually I, I took a step back with the Wisconsin. I put Wisconsin so high on the confidence. But with very few exceptions, when the Big Ten goes out west in a bowl game, <laughs> they just Ohio State's one of the few that, that they're consistent. They typically win when they go out west uh, to a bowl game, at least in the past 20 years. But Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan State, you know, these teams that are kind of built similar to one another, you know, power offenses with, you know, stout uh, cold-weather defenses, it always feels like when they go out west for a bowl game, I don't know what it is, but they they never never seem to come out in the winning end. So Iowa should win this game. Uh, so I'm taking a much lower confidence because of that. Uh, 11, 11 uh, was my UAB. So I got 11 points for UAB uh, covering on Appy. And then my 10 is Tennessee over indiana all right so we got a couple uh big swings there um, mm-hmm. you already won the uap one 
And then yeah, 10, I had Kentucky over Virginia Tech. Uh, and then nine, I had Iowa over USC for similar reasons that you stated. Um, yeah. Eight, I had Notre Dame over Iowa State. Seven, we talked about Wake Forest. They're covering the spread. And then six, I had Minnesota covering the spread. And then at five, I have Oklahoma covering the spread against LSU. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, at nine, I have Western Michigan over Western Kentucky. Uh, eight was my BYU uh, over Hawaii. Seven, uh, that's my Wake Forest uh, on Michigan State. Um, six, six, I'm taking uh, uh, Louisiana Tech over Miami. And then my five is Southern Miss over Tulane. So, yeah, I think the big swing out of those, um, you mentioned the Auburn-Minnesota one, that'll be a big swing. And then the um, LSU-Oklahoma would be a potentially big swing as well. Yeah, and the uh, Tulane-Southern Miss as well as the, uh, the UCF Marshall. Yeah. So there's four of them just in the, within that bottom tier, it looks like. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I know you had LSU pretty high. I chose Oklahoma. I will get more into this later. Um, they have the ability, I think, yeah. to to keep it within within reason. It's still you know two touchdown two touchdown spread. Um, and so I, that's why I put them very low because I think LSU, it, it's either going to be a blowout win for LSU or it's going to be a you know a down to the wire close game um yep. probably no in between and so i think it's more likely to favor favor lsu in that but um and of course we, reasons we'll discuss later i think oklahoma has a decent chance to keep it within that spread yeah i think they do okay number four uh louisiana lafayette over the red hawks number three i lost that's what I picked Central Michigan so I lost three two uh, as I mentioned earlier is my uh, Texas over Utah and then with one confidence point I've taken Baylor over okay. Georgia all right that one's still a decent point swing there um, four for me was Western Kentucky over Western Michigan uh Three, of course, Arizona State. Two, I won with Arkansas State. And then one, to finish out at the bottom, I had Miami of Ohio uh, covering the spread against Louisiana. Ooh, good Red Hawks. Yeah, I think the um, interesting one there would be, yeah, the, the Georgia-Baylor. Uh, and you know, on, the, on the last episode, right, I kind of defended Georgia, right? Uh, I, you know, can't stand the SEC, the SEC bias, et cetera. Um, but when I kind of objectively tried to add everything up, I, I genuinely felt like Georgia really was uh, the number five team. And so consequently, when I do this other analysis comparing these two teams, actually Georgia comes out. Uh, this is one of those, and this is why I took it low confidence. I think Georgia should win this game. Uh, but I don't know that they're going to show up for this game. 
like Baylor. Well, I'm I'm convinced Baylor's going to show up for this. I, I think, um, you know, they had a great year. They've been steadily getting better under Matt Rule, um, and for them to be this close to the playoff and not get there is a positive thing. You know, for other teams, uh, you know, say say Georgia or one of these others, it's playoff or bust. For Baylor, it's just uh, an exciting spot on their upward trend, and I think they're going to be very pumped to go play this game and kind of prove that they belong, at least in this general area. Yeah, and I think Georgia should win as well. But as we said all year, I, I'm not, I'm haven't been, and I'm still not confident in Georgia's offense. Uh, Baylor is a is a decent defense. Um, I think Georgia is going to have to run the ball well. I don't know if they'll be able to how well they'll be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fromm has consistently, Fromm has consistently uh, over the past few games been under fifty percent completion status. Mm-hmm. Uh, even against Baylor, I, I see that you know pretty much being the same trend, and so they're going to have to be able to run the ball effectively, and so this is probably going to be another low-scoring game, um, and low-scoring game for Georgia usually means uh, within a seven to ten point range, and so that's why I put a little bit more on that seven-point spread for Baylor. Right. Now that makes makes sense. I think the thing with Georgia that stuck out in my analysis, and it's kind of similar to Ohio State and um, Clemson, right? Where I said, wow, Clemson just did not play any defenses like Ohio State did. The average um, defensive rank that Ohio State played was 43, which in my analysis for every single bowl team I think was the best. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them. I'd have to go through and verify that, but I think it was the the, the best defensive average. They played, um, on average, the 43 best defense. Georgia was close. They played 47. And that, to me, that's kind of the difference, right? Uh, because what with that, you know, it goes back to your comment about the offense. You know, in my my formula here is, you know, if you play much better defenses, uh, than your opponent, generally what that means is had you played your opponent's defense, you would have scored more. And yes, Georgia doesn't have a great offense. I agree. But relative to everyone else playing bowl games, they played pretty close to the toughest defenses on average um, than most any of the other teams. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, I think... What has been consistent for me the most, and, and what I just talked about was Jake Fromm. Uh, now, if he mm-hmm. throws, you know, for like seventy percent completion this game, Georgia probably wins pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think the point spread is really going to rely on him. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and to the point, you know, he has played good defenses, but he has not been throwing the ball well. Uh, and while Baylor's is not the best, it's still a decent defense. And yeah. So, it's one of the better ones out of the Pac-12. Pac-12 sorry, Big 12. Right, and so that's that's really where I think where my analysis goes to the most is, you know, I, I don't think Jake Fromm completes more than 60%. Probably somewhere between 50 and 60%. Yep. So. Okay. 
All right. Looks like that takes us to the very end of the, the bowl analysis. So we went through all of them, went through our confidence points. Um, already started out very close. Uh, you and I are within about five or six points of one another. So, yeah, some of those that we talked about with the big swings, that's going to dictate it. So those will be very yeah. interesting uh, games to watch starting today, right? Because I think yep. today is one of those swings. Uh, you have UCF. I have Marshall, I think you had UCF. What was it again? 28? 28. Yep, 28. Yeah, and I have Marshall 14. So that's basically a 42-point swing. Yes, it is. Right? Um, so that will be a, a cool one today. All right. So I think later on this week, like we said, um, focus more on the uh, playoffs, with uh, the majority of that being obviously focused on our righteous bucks, and they are being pitted against Clemson. And uh, we'll probably go through these confidence again, and then to your point, go through position uh, battles, uh, etc. All right, sounds sounds like a plan. All right.